Uh, hey, this is Summer Camp Programming Podcast. This is Kurt. And I'm Chris. <laughs> and we are in our second day of this series. Number two. Number two of the virtual camp success stories. So uh, let's just uh, go ahead and jump into it. In this episode, we're going to be talking to Christina from Science Explorers, Guy and Sheila from Mia Cake House, and Maureen from Steam Generation. All right, Christina, thank you so much for taking this time to be with us. Uh, we're going to start off with having you introduce yourself, uh, name, your camp location, and kind of explain your virtual side of camp, and we'll go from there. Sure. So my name is Christina Williams. I am one of our camp directors for Science Explorers. Uh, we're located in Moton, PA, which is like an hour outside of eastern Philly, and we're offering a hands-on STEM science for ages anywhere between 5 to 11. Nice. Awesome. So how long is your virtual camp program each day? Yep. So we're offering both an AM and a PM version, and both of them last about two and a half hours. Gotcha. And uh, what do you charge for your camp? It's 229 That's our base price. Okay. Yep. Are you making a profit off that, losing money, breaking even? Yeah, so surprisingly, <laughs> uh, with this being like a new format for us, we actually have made a profit this year. It's nice. been a good summer for us. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is nothing is subsidized with donations or grants or anything. Um, we do have a nonprofit sector, and so we have had a few one-off programs that had grants or were sponsored, but overall our camp was not. Perfect. Okay. okay. And is there, like, what are some things you do to get the kids up and active and moving around <laughs> during camp? Yeah, so in our camp experience, everything's very hands-on, so they stay pretty busy. Um, but we definitely have utilized, like, Zoom games and things like that, just things to kind of, um, one, get to know your instructor and kind of build some camaraderie, you know, amongst mm -hmm. campers, and so they get to know each other throughout the week. Um, so icebreaker games, we've used different PowerPoints and slides and things like that to just kind of get the kids talking to each other and get, you know, so they know each other a little bit better. Yeah. So. And so how many kids do you have each week? We have about 50 attending each week for our live uh, programs. So nice. that's amongst three different topics that they can choose from though, but it's about 50 overall, plus another 20 uh, participating in our pre-recorded option. Oh, cool. Do you have some returnees each week or is it new? We do. Yeah, we've been trying to track it and it looks to be about 25% that we're having return from week to week. So that's that's awesome. Wow, that yeah. is cool. Uh, I'm going to jump back. We missed a question. So sure. you said live, pre-recorded, but you're doing both. Can you explain that? Yeah, so we, with our hands-on program, they can either attend one of our live sessions with an actual virtual instructor that walks them through the activities um, we also send directions for all of the activities so they can do it with their parents. And then we have a YouTube playlist that they get access to. So we have an instructor that actually pre-recorded kind of all the lessons and the science behind it. So they can watch that at any time if for some reason that's the route they want to go to begin with or if they happen to miss a camp session. Um, that way they don't feel like they missed out on anything. Okay. Nice. Uh, your campers, you kind of mentioned their ages. So tell me their ages again. So it's anywhere from 5 to 11. Okay. And how do you keep those guys kind of separated for, uh, do they all come at the same time or? 
So with us offering the three different topics, we do have to play with it a little bit because we're kind of breaking up our Zoom groups. So when we make our rosters, we do try to make it, you know, as similar in age as we can. There are some exceptions, like sometimes people are friends or if you have siblings, sometimes they want to make sure they're in the same classroom together. But we do try when we can to group it together by age when possible. Gotcha. So you said you use Zoom, YouTube. Is there anything else in that tech stack that you're using? So PowerPoint and Canva mm-hmm. are two others that we use to kind of make oh, some yeah. imagery and videos and stuff to, to use. Yep. Cool. What do you think your most popular or favorite activity is? Oh, for us, that's an easy one. It's something called Matter Monsters. Um, that's been our number one activity ever <laughs> since the history of Science Explorers. Um, you take two liquids, you mix them together. We use energy to create a chemical reaction. Uh, it creates a gas, so it kind of foams up. And in the end, you end up with a solid. So you get all three states of matter in one activity. So it's really cool. It's very popular with the kids. That's mm. awesome. That sounds like fun. Yeah. What is your secret to success? It's hard to nail down one thing. So I feel like we're at a little bit of an advantage because we have been in business for over 20 years. So we already had, you know, a customer base to kind of work from. Um, We really hit hard on our marketing. We were not afraid to spend money to make money. And we really tried to make sure that we had really great instructors. Um, We already had great instructors, but I feel like you need something different when it comes to virtual. You know, somebody might be really good in the classroom, but we had to make sure they're really good with technology, too. So. I feel like our, our instructors have really made our program a success. Cool. Cool. Is there anything you've learned not to do? <laughs> For sure, yes. Um, so it kind of goes back to what you were saying about being cognizant of campers' ages, trying to split them up. We did notice that some older campers maybe get upset if they come into a Zoom and they see a lot of younger campers with mm-hmm. them. Um, so try to split that up if you can. Um, and then also big mistake that we made at our test camp was um, do not let siblings share materials. (laughs) (laughs) We thought that that could work or some parents thought that that could work, but don't do that. (laughs) Fighting siblings is not a good thing in the midst of camp. (laughs) Right. That's good. So you talked about marketing that you went full force with that. What does that entail? Like what kind of marketing did you do? Yeah. So we did a lot of obviously social media kind of marketing and things like that. We have an email base that we use those. Uh, we did kind of a Q&A session for parents to be able to log in and you know ask questions, have them answered. Um, and we also use Google ads and kind of pay-per-click ads too to kind of expand and kind of reach new customers, which was pretty successful for us. Nice. Yeah. And the stuff you sent out, like what were the things you sent out to the campers that yeah. they got? So they got all the materials, obviously, for their hands-on activities. So we kind of broke it down. We did two lesson so to speak per day so we would do one lesson take a break and then do a second one and then we also sent all the campers uh, lab coat um, safety <laughs> goggles and then their own science explorer shirt so they got a really awesome bag of of goodies how much did that cost you to put together each kit so internal costs the materials were probably around 25 to 35 dollars depending on the topic so, but that was actually included in our registration cost too. So parents didn't pay separate for, right, for right. those materials. That plus mailing or do they? Yes. Yeah. Plus shipping, um, plus the cost of instructors, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> plus we had moderators, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> plus marketing, lots of, lots of other costs going on in the background. 
Do you think you're going to continue this in the fall and off season times? Yeah, I definitely think we will. Um, Cause normally most of what we do is actually after school clubs. So we are going to take those virtual as well after the success we had in the summer. Um, and I think we'll actually probably do some kind of virtual camp again next year because of the ability to reach, you know, different kids in different areas that we didn't have doing an in-person camp. So right. nice. So any other tips and tricks that you'd like to share? So I would say one of the things that really benefited us is if you have the option to do a test camp, please do that. I mean, we worked out so many kinks Ah. during our test camp that we did, which is people that we knew that we offered to do it for free. Um, And then the other thing I would say is we sent out um, a survey to parents midweek just to see how things were going. And we use that feedback to really kind of improve as we went along. So rather than waiting until the end of summer to be like, hey, here's what worked, here's what didn't, we were able to make those changes, you know, kind of in action. So that was good. Very cool. Um, And then if listeners want to contact you with any questions, how would you like them to do that? Sure. So email would probably be best since I am on Zoom (laughs) most of the day still. Um, So my email is cwilliams at scienceexplorers.com. And we actually have a minute to ask some follow-up questions. It's amazing. I do. Um, I like uh, Chris and I are both wondering what liquids were in the matter monster. Yeah, so they are different kinds of polyurethane. So it's called poly A and poly B. And actually, it's used to kind of, you might have seen like an advert for it. They use it to make fence posts, to make them stay. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Yep. So add some food coloring, and it makes this really cool, colorful matter monster. And the kids get to, like, decorate it with uh, pipe cleaners and googly eyes and nice. feathers and all kinds of good stuff. And yeah. then I, I, you talked about the YouTube playlist. Did yes. you, like, keep it unlisted so then they had to get the link? Is that what you kind of kept yes. it private that way? Okay. Yeah, so we sent that link directly to parents. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, no problem. You rocked it. yeah and uh we were excited i know your program is uh you know being all science and and making science fun and everything else it sounds like an awesome program so thanks christina for being here all right uh guy and and sheila thank you for being here on the show really excited to have you here let's just go ahead and jump into it and start with an intro Okay, so I'm Guy. Hi. And uh, we are Mia Cake House. We have uh, two locations in South Florida, in Plantation and Deerfield Beach. And we've been running an in-person camp for the last eight years where kids come to our shop during the summer, winter break, spring break, and every no school days in uh, the counties that we have around us. And in those camps, uh, we bake and decorate cupcakes, cakes, cookies, French macarons, everything that's sweet. We teach the kids how to decorate those and bake them. Uh, That's our in-person camp. And uh, once uh, this pandemic hit, we had to make a decision and we've decided to go virtual. It wasn't an easy decision. Uh, We had to sleep on it a couple of nights. And once we took that decision, we slept better. And then we didn't sleep since then. <laughs> I bet, I bet. So how long is a, a virtual program each day? So our camp is four hours every day. We do it from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern time. And we decided on that time, on those hours, because we have also kids from the 
West Coast. So kids from LA, San Francisco. So for them, it's basically 9 a.m. So we wanted to give them the opportunity to join us. Uh, so it's four hours a day. Okay. And is it live, pre-recorded, a mix of both? We do it live. Uh, Sheila is the instructor for uh, all the days. And uh, she instructs the kids through Zoom. Uh, we have a big screen TV with all 40 kids on screen and a, a nice HD camera that shoots her and another on HD camera that screens whatever we're making on the table because we it's, a, it's very visual, so you have to really be able to see whatever it is. So everything is live, and we also have all the classes recorded. So in case one of the campers misses out, has to go early for a doctor's appointment, or maybe you know they don't feel well that day, they can go to our website and check out the recorded sessions. Oh, great. And how much? We also you... have, sorry, we also have um, a website, it's a, camp, a camper's website, where uh, we have a lot of videos that we prepared in advance. So they can do the baking. The baking part is offline. So they can do it together with their family. Oh, I so see. they spend more time for camp. They spend uh, in, during the morning or uh, maybe the night before, the, the afternoon before. So it's more of those four hours. So it's usually it's like uh, one or two extra hours that they spend uh, for, for camp. Gotcha, gotcha. And how much do yeah. you charge? So we charge for this camp, we charge $270 for the week. From it's okay. Monday to Friday. And are you able to make a profit off that? Or are you... Uh, Coming in even, losing? How, how yeah, no. So we, 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 we arranged it in a way that we, we make a profit, yeah. Good, 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 good. Do you do anything to, to get the kids like active or is it all pretty much it's just baking in one place? Yeah, so, so no. In our camp, there's no it's, – it's a sit-down camp. You have to be very concentrated. <laughs> it's a step-by-step. -step. The right. parents are uh, amazed. When they, they, after the camp, they let us, they tell us, I, I couldn't believe that my kid would sit down for four hours and concentrate and do just one task. Today, kids are, you know, with all the TikTok, they are, they're hoping from one thing to the other. And they're amazed how Shayla can, can manage, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, capture their attention for those uh, four hours that they work. And how many kids do you get on average each week? So every week uh, we have 40 kids. Uh, we could have we could have a hundred, but Shayla says that forty is a good number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, what technology do you use? So, as I told, you, we use live, we use Zoom, and we have also a website that we set up uh, using WordPress and membership plugins. So, okay. the, the kids get access to, and I mean, whoever signs up for the camp gets access to all the recipes, video tutorials, and a lot of um, multimedia stuff that we prepared ahead of time. And so, what? I guess since they are, are for those four hours, they're baking. Is that right? Or they're no, they're, they're decorating. As Shayla told they're you, decorating. the, the so baking bake part is ahead of time. Yeah, it, it's I it's a matter it. also okay. of liability. We can't we can't do baking <laughs> right. with them online. I mean, imagine somebody is baking, a kid is baking, an eight, ten years old, and something happens, and we are not able to do anything about it. So we tell them at any given time that always baking and using a knife is under adult supervision. And we are decorating using plastic tools, you know, something that can't hurt anybody. Right. So what's their favorite thing to decorate? So I think that the cake day is like a, a big day, you know, when they make the cake. And also we have a day on Friday when we do Cupcake Wars. 
when the kids are split into different teams, we use the breakout rooms on Zoom. They are split into different rooms and they have to work together as a team to win, you know? So that's another exciting thing for them to be creative. What would you say your secret to success is? Ooh, so uh, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work. A little bit of luck, like always. But uh, one of our things that we have, we've, I mean, we, we've developed over the, the many years that we've been teaching is that we have a unique teaching technique that basically anybody uh, can, that can follow instructions can make an amazing result. So once we, have, once we, know, almost, once we know how to transmit that, Basically, what happens after that, everything goes viral. Because when the kids make an amazing result, their parents are so proud of it, they will mm -hmm. post it online. And, and our major day of sign-ups sign is Monday because uh, it's the first day. Parents are so excited. They post on Instagram, on Facebook, all the results. And then after that, you'll see the, the email just starts uh, um, flowing in of new registrations. Awesome. And what's one thing you've learned not to do? So uh, basically, one thing that we learned not to do for next time, uh, it's not to wait too long. I told you we didn't sleep some nights before taking the decisions. We should have taken it basically <laughs> when the shutdown was announced and yeah. should have had more time to plan. Usually we plan, we start planning for camp on February. So right. this time we started basically beginning of April. So we didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but it came out okay. Uh, these boxes of supplies, what, do you, what are in them? So in the boxes, we have about 60 items, uh, ranging from the tools that we give the kids, uh, rolling pins, texture mats, silicone mats, cookie cutters, and the supplies, fondant, icing, uh, 12 different uh, tiny boxes of dusts and glues and, and sprinkles. So it's a big uh, logistic operation to prepare that uh, box. We print about 400 uh, cutters a week. Just for yeah, your we use a 3D, 3D printer. printer. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> will you be continuing this year-round, like the virtual program, do you think? We are going to try and see how it works. We usually, I mean, we will have uh, for the other, uh, let's say, holiday camps, uh, spring and um, uh, winter, probably we'll have that. Uh, and for the, we're, we're looking at having... Um, some after-school activities also. Okay. Uh, and are there any other tips and tricks that uh, other people who are running virtual camps that you can give? I would say that everything is planning. Planning is the basic of everything. And uh, I think that the, the, I mean, the most complicated stuff for us is the logistic part. I mean, because basically doing the, the camp itself, running it, it's based on the person that, that's giving the class. But the preparation, there's a team behind the preparation. And, you know, create the manuals, create something that's clear, that's, that anybody can prepare the box, anybody can fill up. And, uh, and that's, that's one thing that I would tell to anybody that wants to do something similar, plan ahead of time, plan and, and prepare, be prepared. Yeah. So, and as far as marketing, it sounds like marketing is a lot of word of mouth. You we do extra marketing. Yeah. When we started, we, we usually use the Facebook ads to market. Okay, and, and we can target the market. So we, we targeted South Florida, some cities across the nation that we knew that were more. I mean, New York was a, is a big market for us to, to, and we have a lot of kids from New York. In the end, I mean, I think all in all, we spent about $900 in marketing. 
uh, in uh, about 10 days of ads and then just everything starts flowing in right. without, you know, us doing anything else. The ball just kept rolling. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if listeners wanted to maybe reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? So my email is a guy, G-U-Y, at miakekos.com. They can either go to the website and contact us with the contact form or just email me, a guy at miakekos.com, and I'll be happy to help out anybody who needs some advice. Great. Well, thank you both so much. Just awesome having you on. Our 10 minutes are up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Kurt. Okay. Well, welcome, Maureen. Um, let's just get right into it since this is kind of lightning round questions. If you can introduce yourself and your camp and give a little bit of explanation of your camp and location, that'd be awesome. Sure. So my name is Maury Myrie. I'm the founder and CEO of the STEAM Generation. We are a nonprofit organization based in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, also I have programs in Georgia and in Alabama. And uh, we do hands-on programs, camps, and classes during the school year focused on science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Awesome. And how long was your virtual programming each day? So um, we've been doing two different types of programs. So we serve five years old to seven years old, and we do that in the mornings from 10 o'clock to 11.15. And then we have another another two two session options for eight to 14-year-old, which is one to three, so do a two-hour session, or 5.30 to 7.30. Um, Usually that helps out with the folks on the West Coast. I get some uh, West Coast folks (laughs) coming over for those. Perfect. And how much do you charge? For your camp. Uh, for our younger uh, camp, for our younger students, we are charging um, $85 for that camp. And for the older students, we're doing uh, $175 for the week. All right. And does that make you a profit, lose money, or just break even? We're doing okay. I mean, no one. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. pays for my instructor, so I don't teach. So it pays for my instructor and a little bit of my time setting everything up, writing curriculum, because we had to revamp a lot of our programming to do this online. Gotcha. And is any portion of the fee subsidized, like with donations or grants or anything like that? We don't. Do you do anything to get the kids active during camp? Yeah. So in the beginning of camp, we, we do it uh, on the first day, we do an introduction because we have kids coming from all over the, co- the world, actually. We have kids in Canada wow. <laughs> and all over the country. So we get to kind of like a little get to know you session before the instructor begins the instruction for the, for the week. Um, so we introduce, uh, the, we introduce each other. The instructor, I have the instructor talk about where he's from. And we're doing uh, computer science camp pretty much. So what his favorite game is. And then we ask the students to tell us where they're from, what their favorite game is, and some of the things that they like. <laughs> so that's like an icebreaker type thing. Gotcha. So icebreakers. So do you uh, have return campers? Do you retain campers we from do. week to week? Yeah, it was actually pretty surprising. We have quite a bit of return campers. Parents just continually just signing up over wow. and over. Again. So that was quite exciting. <laughs> More than I usually have in person when we do an in-person camp. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you talked about your ages a little bit. What's, what's your age span and, and how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. Um, so we do the five to seven and what we what's important for the younger kids is that we have content that don't have they don't have to be readers so I made sure that I pick curriculum and design curriculum that they because they come from all walks of life you can't assume a five-year-old can read 
Mm -hmm. um, and they may, they're going to be in the same program with the seven-year-old. So I made sure that all of our content is a um, pre-reader format. So we don't have to worry about the learning curve. Uh, and so we can instruct them uh, going through those step-by-step. -step. Um, the instructor uh, works with them side-by-side. -side. Uh, in the beginning, when we first started, what I would do is I would use Zoom, the Zoom feature, the breakout room. So sometimes we may have had a student who are a little late or having trouble setting up their screens. So I would be present to help them in the breakout room get it set up. For our older students, again, we have a lot of our curriculum. I had some things that were self-led. So if we have a younger student who, for instance, we were doing an app design camp and they were typing their code. Well, the good thing about that one is they can work at their own pace because every child has their own typing skills, mm -hmm. speed on their typing skills. So it wasn't that one would be left behind because they, they were able to work at their own pace. Nice. And uh, what technology do you use? Obviously, Zoom. Is there anything else? Yeah, we're using Zoom for the, um, for the video conferencing component. And then our curriculum, every week we're working with a different software or web-based web tool. So we, what we would do, in the, for, especially for the younger students, we book the session for hour and 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes is to get their screen set up. Half of the side of their screen is Zoom. Half of the side of the screen <laughs> is the web browser or the software. Okay. What is your most popular activity? For our younger students, our most popular activity is are going to be our Scratch Junior program. So I wrote curriculum for that. So they're coding. And for our older students, Minecraft, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what is the one thing you've learned not to do? For our, our younger students, I would say we've learned, it, we started this program before camp started. We started in the, when doing the school year. So when schools shut down, you automatically, two weeks, it took us to get online. And so that was the thing of understanding the technology and the pace of the sessions and um, viewing them, seeing them interact with the curriculum. So we made tweaks along the way. So the, we used the Zoom feature, the raise hand feature, we use the yes or no feature. That was the learning curve because we're not used to do that in the class. We're mm -hmm, there. Yeah. So um, that was the biggest thing that we implemented after our lesson learned from the after school program time period before we went into the camp. How did you market your program? Facebook and our, and our database. Huh? Um, Facebook number one. Um, because we have such a large reach. So I'm reaching folks in Canada, you know, all over the right. place. Nice. Do you include a box or a kit of supplies? We don't. This is all okay. online. Um, in a normal setting, we're very supply heavy. In person, I literally have an office just for steam <laughs> supplies. Uh, so it was a, a kind of a breath of fresh air, not having to work with supplies. <laughs> right. I would literally be driving back and forth between Georgia and Alabama, d dropping off supplies. So this is my first summer in seven years I've had, had, had not had <laughs> Nice. With uh, all this new stuff, do you think you're going to continue virtual programming in the off season, like after schools or holidays? Well, all of our schools right now are going to be virtual for the school year. We're starting, our teachers went back this week and school starts the week of the 17th. So actually right now I'm planning to do our after school programs in the virtual world. I have no, <laughs> no other option. <laughs> awesome. So would you, would you offer this next summer as well? You know, it's going to be interesting. I would love to. I think it was really successful. It was great to, that, you know, my instructor could just work from home. I just question, <laughs> is there going to be interest in this when things are not virtual anymore? Right, That's right. the 
that's what we have to figure out is, is there going to be interest because parents are home now. Mm-hmm. So versus in the normal world, <laughs> will there be children at home? Or are they going to be regular going to regular in-person camps? Yeah. All right. Any other tips or tricks you want to share? Um, I would just say practice first. <laughs> like we did, we took, I think we took a solid a month and a half to get it to where we had it perfect. Uh, and so we didn't have any hiccups along the way. Um, technology. Oh, I would say a part of our registration process, very key. We asked what technology they have. You need to know. So based on what you're delivering, you need to know, um, we said no tablets because working with zoom we need to share their screens for a lot of our curriculum mm. and so i would say depending on what you're doing um if you're a browser-based type program you want to make sure that they have a chromebook laptop um uh or P- mac so we ask for those things the mouse were required in our registration we asked for what devices do they have so that was really important to get that clear because some people don't necessarily read what we need as a requirement. Right. It's true. It's true. Uh, so if people had questions, uh, is there a way to contact you? Yes. Um, yes. On our website, our website is steamgeneration.org, S-T-E-A-M, generation.org. And we have a contact us link on our page and you can shoot me an email and ask Perfect. any questions that you have. Perfect. Awesome. Finish on time. I yes. know we booked it. That's awesome. Good job. It was. I you covered totally it all. Love your. I, I didn't even think of that. The checking with them about technology. Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. Because Whoa. you yes. run into that. I got a phone, and you're trying to swipe through. It's like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, we because you know I because I've been doing this for so long, mm-hmm. I know can't assume, yeah. And with parents, you just can't assume. Mm-hmm. So I needed to know. I actually sent out a survey when we did an after school program. I sent out a survey to our existing families to understand what do you have, what do you need. You know, do you have internet at home? We can't assume everybody has internet at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do they have? The, if they're a lot of parents are working from home, so they may not have a device that's available mm-hmm. uh, for this kid. Yeah. So all of those things have to factor in. So I put my myself in the place of the parent, thinking about what would they have as a need um, to make this work, and so all of that. Well, Maureen, thank you so much yes. for taking awesome. the time to do this. No problem. Uh, all right, day two in the books day for this uh, special series. So much good stuff. Um, and, and I'm so thankful for those who are, are uh, helping us out with this. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Keep listening. we got a couple more days here. So from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.